Ladies, gents, welcome back to yet another episode of the Launch Day Podcast. This is episode number three. We've got today Samantha Bunn here. She's going to introduce herself a little bit later. Did want to go and put in to, to this podcast as well. We are trying some pretty cool drinks today as well. It's called Shine. These, uh, these drinks, they're nootropic drinks. If you're familiar with nootropics, if you're in business, you're an entrepreneur, you should be familiar with them. Uh, you know, nootropics are a great way to unlock certain areas of your brain. It's kind of, kind of like that movie Limitless, but not to that degree. And um, yeah, look, I always go to Shine specifically for a bit of a boost here and there without going too hard and having a, a nootropic pill. Uh, and they're also great on the go. You can pick them up at your local servo as well. A lot of the servos have them. They come in a can, they come in a shot, whatever you prefer. So we'll be giving these a bit of a go today too, just while we're talking. It's super, ex- super exciting, super awesome. Sam. Hi. How are you? I'm well, thank you. That's good. Hey, look, take it away. Let's uh, introduce yourself to everyone. Okay, so my name is Sam and I am a self-love and confidence coach. I work with women and what my mission is is to help women love, claim and express who they truly are so that they can become the most authentic version of themselves. So I coach women I have one-on-one programs, group programs. I do workshops. I host women's circles. And I also teach pole dancing and other forms of dancing as well. So it's all for me about embodiment and really working with women in different spaces to create community and acceptance of one another. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Now, the theme of, you know, the Launch Day podcast is more tailored around starting a business. So look, run me through that. At what point, what year was it? What were you doing at the time when you decided to to start doing coaching? Yeah, okay. So my journey started a little bit before the business itself sprang. Mm -hmm. So it really came from my own journey of self-development and learning how to love myself which is exactly why I chose the niche. And I remember there was a time, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this story, like we all have that one moment in our lives, like that rock bottom moment. Mm. And I remember sitting in my car, experiencing so much anxiety. I was doing my master's Mm -hmm. and I just felt like an imposter. And I just had, was dating a guy and he's out of nowhere after six months of dating up and left the country. And I really genuinely felt like it was me, that mm. I was the problem. I was the common denominator to all of my life's problems. Mm. And there must be something wrong with me. And the self-loathing, the self-pity, I just broke down and cried in my car. And um, in that divine moment, mm. I had a call come through on my Bluetooth And it was actually a coach. She was a relationship coach who I didn't know that I'd signed up for an e-resource online and had put down my details. And here I am, a a crying mess. And I just had to, ended up signing up to her program. Right. And that transformed my life, that 12 weeks of working with her. And funnily enough, she was a relationship coach and she was trying to encourage us to go on more dates and stuff like that. Mm. But I ended up just going, actually, I don't want to go on a date because I'm actually falling in love with me. Mm. And that became my journey. And I, 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 I remember thinking every single woman around me needs this, mm. what I had. I just wish I could just give a sprinkle of it to everybody. I get you. Mm. And like even for me, I've hit rock bottom that many times. Like, I know how you say, like, everyone has that moment where they've hit rock bottom and then there's, like, a turning point in their lives. And I feel like for me personally, like, I've been through that many hardships and that many adversities. I think now I have, I've adopted this attitude where I'm like, well, if, if that wasn't hard enough, then I'm sure there's going to be another thing that hits me harder later down the track. So I think that's the the kind of attitude that I've adopted in in that nature as well. You know what I mean? So it's good to have that experience. I think they, you, you grow when you hit those rock bottoms, I think is the best work that's ever created. And the the best progress that's ever created is 
when you're at your lowest point because mm. you, you get into this fight or flight mode and you're just like, you know what, I'm, I'm going for it. Definitely. You know? Well, you think that rock bottom is a rock bottom until you hit another one. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly right. That's, that's exactly right. And that's, that's been my whole life in a nutshell, yeah, if I'm being it. totally and honest. And that's life, right? That, the journey of life. And for me, it was, I don't think I would have dealt with it so gracefully had it not been for a coach. Mm. which is why I think that every single person at some stage of their life needs a coach, whether it's in business, whether it's in whatever, like you can diversify that. Yeah. But I feel like now collectively why I chose self-love is because that's the area that most people really struggle with. Mm. And it's also one of the hardest areas to sell because generally people who experience a lack of self-love struggle to invest in themselves. Yeah. No, I get you. So you got you got quite a few challenges ahead of you then. Hey. I do. But it's a challenge I welcome because for me it's I live and I breathe through it. It's yeah, my gotcha. passion, it's my purpose, and that's what's going to really drive the business. Gotcha. So we've mm-hmm. gone through all of that, you know, you hit a turning point, uh, you know, you you got in touch with a coach and that coach kind of helped you take those next steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you started focusing on that particular niche at what point did you start your business what, what like mm. I want to hear about wh- what was happening in that moment where you just kind of went you know what fuck it I'm going to start a now's business. the time yeah well it wasn't my first business mm-hmm. um prior to that so after I had the coach and I had this transformative experience mm. I ended up inheriting a pole da- part of a pole dancing studio so I did own nice. that for a bit and I'd been working in this space with women Um, And now a lot of men also do pole as well. But I was working predominantly with women at the time. And it became so evident for me that you could do all this work. You could work on your body. You know, we had women of all different sizes and different types Mm -hmm. come into the studio. And I'd have girls turn around and say to me, Sam, I feel so sexy when I'm in your class. But as soon as I leave, I just feel like a piece of crap all over again Mm. and that was or I'd even have women who were beautifully a beautiful physique size six size eight women who you'd see as you know traditionally or conventionally attractive Mm. but they'd look in the mirror and they're seeing fat girls yeah I get you and that was when for me that moment of you know I really needed embody and do this work it, it was there, it was there, it was there, but I had so many distractions. I was working part-time here and part-time there and, you know, my energy and attention was scattered. Then came a point just after COVID where my business partnership fell apart mm. and I decided to leave the, the business. Mm. And that was another rock-bottom moment for me and another breakup that ensued from that as well. And that... I had at that point I had a choice either wallow in my self-pity right or use the tools that I've learned from coaching and get back up again Mm. so I made that choice I thought this rock bottom moment is now my phoenix moment my right you know phoenix rising out of the ashes moment and that was when I decided this is the losing that was an opportunity to do something new and so It was the beginning of last year. So a few months after I lost my business, the beginning of last year was when I, so that was 2022, Mm. (laughs) was when I started looking into starting up a coaching business. And the first step that I took to do that was enrolled myself into a coaching accreditation. Mm -hmm. And within the course, it was a 12-week course, I learned all these skills on how to be an effective coach. Mm-hmm. The one thing they didn't teach me was how to launch and sell my business. Got you. Which this past year has been a whole journey into figuring that out in itself. I could imagine. I could yeah. Imagine. Yeah. And so, you know, so you've, I, I, I like, because there's a lot of diversified opinions. So for me, for example, I come from a background where I have zero accreditations I mean I've got a few handful here and there but nothing significant nothing that applies to what I do you know you've got the people that start businesses like myself 
that have never been to uni, never sought to have any kind of professional accreditation or learning and they kind of just work it out for themselves. I want to hear your take on, you know, the importance of educating yourself. Like how important is it? So you said you did that 12-week course. That was an accreditation to becoming a coach. Is that where you learn all those tips and tricks and, and things like that? You know, how important was that to you and how important was the decision-making behind that? Mm. It's interesting because the coaching industry is not highly regulated. No. And so, you know, anybody could just decide on the flip, I want to be a coach and just do it. I want to interject there and I agree with you because before I started calling myself a startup coach, I was like, nah, I'm a consultant, I'm an advisor. And it was just because I had this stigma with the word coach. And I, I acquired this stigma because, you know, say rewind seven, eight years ago, there was all these life coaches popping up and there were these 18-year-old little flip heads and I'm sitting there looking like, mate, what, what are you going to teach me about life? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go get some experience yeah, and come back. Yeah, <laughs> and that was, that was the stigma that I think a lot of people maybe mm. generated over that time as well. Mm. And I do, like, I, I am a lot more open to, to the word now than I have been in the past. I know, we've had this conversation before. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, it does take a bit of adjustment, right? And especially in an industry that's very highly saturated now. Mm. It's important to be aligned and congruent to your mm. messaging and to do the industry a service. So I guess that's why for me it was important to get accredited because I wanted some verification behind being that person to step up and, and say, I am a coach. Yeah, I guess you. So was it more for you or was it more for others? At, at the beginning, it was more for others, mm. but then afterwards, it was more for me yeah, so because was, I also got a lot out of it. Yeah, so it was realizing that, you know, this is great for me because now I can show that I offer more value. It gave me the confidence I needed because it's mm. very easy to slip into that imposter syndrome yeah. and it's very common. A lot of people experience it. Even coaches who are quite up there, they all suffer from imposter syndrome too. And I think it's, you know, like relatively as well. I mean, I've got my course, the launch day course as well. And so similarly, like you were there to learn about how to be an effective coach. I'm showing people how to start a business. You know, it, it all adds up in the end, doesn't it? Mm. So, it's, you know, grabbing, getting the right resources and education to, to help you get started. And mm. I think, you know, you could have learned all of that in your own time, watched YouTube videos, because that's what I did. Yeah, 100%. Everything I've learned about business, I worked out on my own. But you know what's taken me 10 years? Mm. It's taken me 10 years to be able to know what I know today. And, um, you know, and then sort of you, you look at that and go, well, I can, so now someone else can learn what I've learned over 10 years in packed into eight hours. Amazing. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's pretty significant. So everything I've learned about business in the last 10 years to get started and make money on the first day, now you can learn in one day. Yeah. And instead of taking 10 years to work it out yourself, like you, you, you went and sought out a course, the, the, the yeah. accreditation for coaching, and you got the knowledge that you needed. I like yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. It takes a lot to be able to invest in yourself. Mm. I think that's something that a lot of people really struggle with mm. is because we're so used to, like, we don't have an issue going to the shops and buying something for $100. Mm. Right, a handbag or whatever. Yeah. But when it comes to something like a course or coaching, something a little less tangible, mm. people really struggle with that. And especially it's high ticket as well. But the return is invaluable. Mm. I get you. Yeah. And so this is something that I, I think that every coach needs to understand that. And not just every coach, but everybody needs to understand that sometimes you need to put a dollar value to to what you're getting out of it even if it doesn't it doesn't look and feel tangible like an item mm. but if it's something that's going to benefit you in the long run and i think that's also the struggle of selling something that's intangible as well mm. like uh, that was definitely something i struggled with was how do i tell people what i can create for them in a 12 week period yeah. Right? Because it's 
most people don't understand how coaching works. Like, oh, is this therapy? Is this, you know, can I go see a counsellor for this and get it for free? I, um, like, prior to last year, I hadn't sat down. I knew a lot of coaches. I didn't really sit down with any. I never sought the need to. Mm. But I was aware. I was aware of, you know, what, how it could benefit me. I never really wanted to commit. And I think that, and this is a, a great marketing topic to discuss, right? And I'm yeah. going to bring up a, another client that I'm working with, sure. uh, you know, video agency wise, because there are a couple of different pillars um, and, you know, how we're triggering an emotional response. But when I went through my separation last year, around this time last year, when I got back to, to Sydney, within two days of everything unfolding, I had dropped $3,500, similar to you, on a relationship coach. Not to teach me how to get into a relationship or, but it was more they were teaching me and preparing me for what was about to happen because they could see from the very beginning this isn't going to pan out very well. Mm. And, um, you know, so that started there. And then on top of that, I went and I paid out of, out of pocket, didn't even bother going to like the doctor or anything to get a referral, out of pocket for a psychologist as well. And I had multiple sessions with them. And within three weeks, I had already amassed maybe close to five or six sessions of both coaching as well as psychology. So it was about four coaching sessions and two psychology sessions in that, in that, that time frame. But I knew in that moment, I was like, because I was conscious about where I was and I'm always fight or flight, I'm always conscious about getting myself back on my feet as quickly as possible. I knew what I was going through, I knew that it was going to be a very hard road from there on mm. in recovery. And so I, like a lot of other people, they take a lot of time to come to this realization. For me, I was like, I, I am dependent on by employees. I'm being dependent on by all these different people to be able to fulfill and, and meet their needs. And I need to be back on track to be able to put my best foot forward for them. And so I knew I had to invest in those aspects purely to get myself back on my feet as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And the healing journey has been a long journey, but I would say that, you know, I recovered and I was able to go about everyday life quite well, given that I had those resources. Mm. And I talk about this because you hired your first coach and I want to explore this with you, right? You hired your first coach when you were rock bottom and at a point in your life where you needed someone to come in. And I hired my first coach when I was rock bottom and I needed someone to guide me and hold my hand and, and get me to where I needed to be, right? We can see as is like a, a pattern, a pattern right? Mm. right? And I wanna talk from the marketing point of view because I wanna get into how to get clients and how you get clients. Well, one thing that you know I'm doing, for example, I've got a customer, his name's Tim. Uh, runs a business called Proud Bin Cleaning. So he goes around cleaning bins. Your bins get collected, he cleans them out, makes them nice and smells nice and looks nice. Mm. Now, we were thinking about certain aspects of his marketing and getting video that reflected an emotional trigger or response from a prospective customer. So we were thinking of, along the lines of pest and vermin and, and demonstrating mm. you know, what actually gets attracted and then you having Ugh, like that emotional response, like oh, I should get my bins cleaned. And then we're also looking at other things like your children being nearby, spiders, vermin, and then being affected in a way. Maybe you were bitten by a spider or bitten by mm -hmm. a mouse and, you know, hand got infected. It's all, mm -hmm. you know, graphic effects type stuff, you know, CGI stuff to make that appearance. But you can see how like as a mother looking at this ad or even a father and then looking at my bins and then going, maybe I should get it cleaned regularly once a month or whatever it might be mm. for the safety of my children. It's, it's that emotional trigger that triggers that, that action mm. to commit to something of that nature. Because everyone, not everyone's going to go and get their bins cleaned. They're like, oh, I'll just get a hose and do it myself, right? Yeah. So it's more convenience and things of that nature. So what I want to explore with you a little bit is how are you acquiring your customers? Are they mm. rock bottom? Is that mm. something you're focusing on? Is the people that are rock bottom? Or is any part of your advertising, you know, even the people that haven't hit rock bottom yet, but 
you could be in a position to say, well, hey, let's not hit rock bottom. Let's let's start mm. making that change now before you get to that point. Yeah, interesting. Tell me what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So I would say it's the rock bottom phase that gets people to sign up to coaching of for course. me. Yeah, yeah. Most I'm just thinking it's funny. I've got a track list of all how my clients came to me and mm. it generally is like I am in a moment of crisis and God was telling me to reach out to you or whatever it was. Like, is that something you've been aware of that that was the case? For you, or is this like something we're realizing through this conversation? Just Actually, realizing it through this conversation. Okay, there you go. Because the trigger, the pain point, has to be strong enough for somebody Correct. to go. Here you go. Here's two and a half, three grand to do this work yeah. with you for three months, right? Because it's for most people, it's a huge investment. It is right, uh, and so yeah, it, it generally takes that moment. I guess that can be definitely something I have a look into moving forward is how do I communicate it that, you know, self-development, this self-love journey doesn't need to be at that point. For you. It, it, it's much like you said earlier, you could go through this journey mm. in 10 years or you can do it in a shorter amount of time. And without your coach, you probably wouldn't have been able to move through your relationship breakdown as quickly as you did. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I would have been a miserable mess if I didn't have those exercises, those routines, those those things that were created from that program. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It was a custom program. It wasn't something they normally offered, but mm. they had the tools and the means to provide me with that tailored advice. Yeah. And I'm an ongoing student. I still have a coach. I invested 15 grand into a coach, business coach. Mm. Um, so I'm in a six-month container myself a, in a group of other women who are coaches mm. to grow my coaching business and through that process in itself I'm learning so much not just about business but about me and my patterns and why what's holding me back from making forward movement and progress within my business so I think it's really really important because I don't think I'd be at the stage I am now if I didn't have that guidance and support mm. because not everybody has the tools, like you said, Dean, you've been through a lot. You've done a lot over the last 10 years to accumulate the knowledge you have now, mm. right? And most people know when you step into business, like I'm a phenomenal coach. I could, co I could get somebody from point A to point B in one sitting, mm. okay? But I'm not so strong at marketing, mm. right? And then you realize as you start a business, like there's this other side you have to wear 10 million different hats within your business, which really takes away from what the core of what you actually want to do is. Mm. But they're all essential skills to have or even when you get and, – and, and I think that's why there's so much buzz around coaches making the first 10K a month because it's almost that, that breaking point, that propelling point where you make your first 10K in a month that you can start hiring VAs, that you can start outsourcing certain aspects of your business to other people. Yeah. Which I haven't hit yet, but that's I can see why that's the progression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think everyone in business, I'm going to share this with you as well, because I've had multiple turning points. And when I say turning points, I don't just mean the bad, the negative, positive as well. And I thought I had those turning points. There's always going to be, and I was having this conversation. I always bring it up. Last podcast, I brought it up to uh, Rob from Show Tools. Mm. And he's actually a really good mentor. I don't think he realizes it, but he, you know, he shares a lot of advice and he does suit a role in a mentorship capacity. I've got a number of mentors in my life. And even he was saying to me yesterday, actually, believe it or not, and for me it was subconscious, but now that he's mentioned it, very conscious. And it was that in business, there is always a turning point. You get to a certain point where what ends up happening is, is you work out the magic formula and it'll be when you least expect it and it'll just bang. Like maybe it's posting a video or a podcast mm. or something like that and you've been consistent and you've been posting and he keeps saying, you know, don't look for more cows, just keep milking the same cow right? Get your milk from the same cow and just keep at it, keep consistent. And that was his advice. And I agree with him because he's sitting there, you're consistent with your content, you're consistent with everything that you're doing. 
and then bang, you get that turning point, that one video that goes viral, that, that one opportunity, you know, that one phone call from Channel 7 to appear on Sunrise, whatever that might be. And there's that turning point where you start seeing that growth and success. And I believe I'm at that turning point now as well. I'm very close to it where life is about to change dramatically mm. uh, from a business point of view. And I can feel it because I've manifested the idea of it. And I don't know when it'll happen, but, but I, know, it's coming. I know it's coming. I really do know it's yeah. coming because I'm so highly invested in it. And even now, like Spotify, uh, you know, a thousand plays, you know, more than a thousand plays. And then I'm sitting there going like, really? Like <laughs> how, you know, I've just started, I've just posted it and I'm getting all this organic reach. Mm. Um, so I can see the trend. I can see it coming to fruition. It's mm. not there yet, but you know, everyone has that positive turning point. And I, I, I say that for you as well. Um, you know, you haven't hit those goals now. You haven't quite reached that, those goals in what you're trying to achieve. And like you said, maybe it's the lack of marketing and not, not really knowing how to, you know, go forward as, as adequately as you'd like to. And you start trying all these different things. And then, like I said, it could be, this is what we do in Facebook ads, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. as an agency. No, I'm rambling on a little bit. But what we do is we put up, and I had a, a good mate of mine, Joey, Active Countermeasures. He's on our next podcast, actually. And we're running ads for him. And we had these nice videos. We had all these great things. And, you know, maybe about 15 different ads was, were running at the same time with a, a budget of about maybe two grand a month. And out of all the ads that showed all these crazy, awesome things, what he does is very technical, right? Very, very technical, very spy looking, straight out of a movie, that kind of a thing. And out of all the ones that were performing the best, it was literally one with a case that was open with a couple of tools in it. <laughs> and I kid you not, that was the ad that was not just because there's a difference between getting leads and getting quality leads that you can close. Mm. This ad was getting both. We're talking hundreds of leads versus all the other ads that were like getting five or 10. Mm. And I apply that same scenario of how that works and how advertising works. So you find the magic formula, you find that one thing that works and then you put pour money into it. It's the same for business in everything that you do is you start trying all these different things. You find that little one that sticks, the landing and just constantly keeps bringing in more business and more mm. opportunities. And then you just deep dive and pour resources into it, whether it be financial or time, you pour resources into it for it to come to fruition. Mm. And, uh, and you elaborate on it, grab that concept, replicate it, change it a little bit to see if you can get more or if it gets less, then that's fine. Then you go on you back to the drawing board and, and re-envision it to yeah. see how you can keep growing those ways that fruit ends up in your basket. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So th- that's probably my best advice to you right now. Like you're, you're close, you'll get there. Yeah, yeah. You got to find it. It's. Um, I feel like there's, there's a lot. We're almost like on the precipice of that next phase of our business. Mm. And really, what I was hearing as you were speaking was, you know, there, there's this one quote that really magically sums it all up. It's luck is when preparation and opportunity me yes so it literally is just that corner like the more work you do the more you do it so for me it's literally having conversations with people booking in sales calls booking in sales calls and it's uncomfortable Mm. because we've all had bad experiences of people cold dming you and trying to pitch something to you right and so it's almost for me having to separate myself from that image of what marketing and sales looks like yeah and removing it from that sleazy element Mm. and going no but if I don't speak to people then they're not going to really know what I offer that's right and what I have to offer is so vital that's right I know I've I've worked with over 20 women and I've transformed the trajectory of their lives Mm. and if I'm not out there communicating this to people they're not going to know that's exactly right that is exactly right and honestly like what you're doing you know, doing a, uh, like a, you got that, that, that workshop that you're doing this weekend um, with the vision boards as well and getting people in the room to create their ideal vision and things like that. Mm. They are brilliant ways to bring people in. Mm. Uh, even the launch day course for me, I've got my three pillars. I used to do them all, you know, all under the one umbrella. 
I've now separated them, acquired business partners in each of them. I've got the mm. marketing agency, the video agency, and I've got the small business uh, phone systems, right, the telco. Mm. They're the three different pillars that I operate. The thing is that everyone that comes through my course, like that vision board workshop that you're doing, mm. are going to get to a certain point of exposure to everything that's taking place, mm. and they're going to turn around and they're going to say, oh, well, you know, I, I did my website through the course, but I need more than that. And so mm. then where are they first going to go? The place where they've already got a relationship and there's already rapport and reputation built. And they can say, oh, well, hey, can you help me to do a better website? Yes, we can. Bang, over to this pillar. And it's the same for you. You've got to run those workshops. And what it is, it's a loss leader. It's either free or very low cost. And you're going to invest your time. You're going to get there. You're going to speak to all these people. You've got to build a relationship with them. Some of them may already be rock bottom and that's why they're there. Mm. Some of them might be going just to support you. Do you know what I mean? The more people we have support, honestly, the last thing you want to do is go to a workshop with an empty room and you're the only person in there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Having friends support you is awesome. If that's not the case and you're doing it solo, do it online so no one else can see. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just the kind of dynamic. And if you listen to the last, uh, last episode of the podcast as well, you hear a little bit about the faking it till you make it but in a very sensible way that it's not you trying to pretend you can't do something. You don't go walking around saying, oh, I'm a plumber and you don't have your accreditation. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. But going and saying, I'm a plumber with all the tools, but you're hiring them from somewhere else yeah. to be able to do the job, but they don't need to know that. Do you know what I mean? So I look at it from that point of view, um, just for those that are obviously listening and going, oh, well, it's just me and I don't have support, you know, you're just change, providing a bit of insight on that side. But having your loss leader and bringing as many people through the door, I encourage you to do that as well. Yeah, definitely. So uh, another goal of mine this year is to work on providing free masterclasses. Nice. So making more connections on the side because they're the kind of people that you want to bring in. I feel like if you – there's also the networking events and all these other ways to, to build your connections as well. But – especially for an online business it's making connections online mm. and yeah finding a strategy I think the biggest thing for me that the biggest hurdle I would say was finding alignment in that strategy mm. because when you're doing something and it feels off to you it doesn't always result in good outcomes it might but it might not feel good to you yeah right so I just to give you an example um, I was I was in another coaching program and a lot of the strategies, like this guy makes millions a year. Mm. And so he had a really great sales team and I was convinced. I bought into the program. Was it the entourage? <laughs> no, it wasn't no, okay. the entourage. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about though and um, Jack Delos is great. He is. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, basically I signed into this program and a lot of the strategy – I mean, they work. You put it mm. out there and it was like, oh, free this, free that, you know, free call with me. But because I didn't have the alignment piece with it, yeah, it was just putting it out there and they're all strategies that worked, but I was calling in the wrong clientele. Mm. I, wanted, I was calling in people who wanted freebies, Got who ya. weren't going to invest two and a half grand into a coaching program. Got ya. You know, and, and then it was that, energy just felt mismatched because it wasn't authentic to me mm. right and yeah and that's what I meant by like sleazy sales strategies so for me what's what I'm finding works a lot better is doing these you know free online um, master classes and yeah, yeah like you said just going to networking events um doing the the workshops and building my connections over time is more authentic and more aligned to me yeah, because and you chase the work, not the money. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Exactly. The money's going to come. Yeah. I have no doubt it's going to come. Absolutely. I can already feel it in my bank account. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I think we all feel that way sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's there. The energy is just collectively waiting to – it's going to accumulate. Yeah. Right. But you put – for me anyway, being a service-based business, I always go back to my heart. Because the moment I lose sight of that and I chase the money, it doesn't feel like it belongs to me anymore. Yeah. 
That's right. Like, yeah, money's great. And you know what? And you'll spend it. That's, yeah. that's, that was my experience. You know, I was, when I chased the money and then I'd, I'd get there and then I'd find that I was spending it faster than I was making it. Yeah. And, you know, it was more because I was chasing the money and then I'm like, oh, I've got all this money. All right, I've got to get this and I've got to get that. And then not really thinking about what it is. And you know what? Like there's nothing really that I bought that's like junk and just lying off to the side. They were all very useful things, but mm. I could have just managed it better. I feel like you're, when you're chasing the money, you get more tempted to spend it, but when you spend more time chasing the work and then doing the work, you don't even have enough time to spend the money. You indulge yourself and re- you reward mm. yourself, but don't go field day restaurants. Mm. This that you know, be be mindful with your spend is is what I find. You know, yeah, um, and being more like I mean, it's important for a, a new business. There's just so much risk. I think. Because I'm still in a, I'm still working full time mm. and transition. And I think a lot of new business owners are in that phase yeah. where there's, you know, the risk is extremely like you've got to, you've got to get to that point where you can break away from your full time to pursue this full time. So the money is crucial. The money is what's going to get you there. Mm. But then you've got to try to not over obsess like a, a, exactly 100% and that might manifest in other ways too for different people like for some it's yeah overindulging overspending um for me it's my relationship with money came from a place of scarcity mm. and therefore I, even having money i lost it because yeah. that was my relationship with it and so for me now it's building this cultivating this internal sense of abundance like yeah it's not there yet but i i already feel abundant in what I have, yeah. in the life around me, in what I get to do. How lucky are we that we get to be able to do this? That's like, right. Imagine being in a third world country. You wouldn't even have the resources and the ability to start an online business. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So for me, it's really just going, all right, I already have an amazing life. I'm not chasing this to have a better life. Mm. I'm chasing this to enrich my life. Mm. I get you. Mm. I get you. That's awesome. I want to look at, um, you know, as we're sort of coming towards the end of this, this interview, just looking at when you spent that time and in launching, I want to know, and for you to be able to share with others, was there any time wasted? Yeah, do you look oh. back, reflect and go, I got to this point, I was like, yep, I'm ready to launch. And then you spend all this time doing certain activities did you ever feel like you wasted time? And if so, what were they? Oh, the last year was a waste of time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that just goes to show for, to everyone watching, you know, it's, there's an unlimited period of time that you could waste your time, you know. It's not yeah. just a week or a month, no, you know. I love that. You do waste your time for a whole year. And the diff- I think people only ever see success when somebody's already made it. Mm. right they don't see success when somebody's still in that building phase because that first year that first two even two up to two years where you're just like you know land making moves and then crashing making moves and then crashing you don't people don't see that as success but that's actually the foundation to your success I struggled at the beginning when I had my launch like I just put it out there like hey offering free coaching to build my clientele, get testimonials. That's how it started. Mm -hmm. And I got three clients on board that I had trials with and then I landed my first client after that. And the the usual trajectory is you'll try to sign the clients who you do the free sessions with as clients as well. But that wasn't a skill that I had yet to be able to convert them. But then because of the action and the doing of what I was doing, I was able to attract, you know, somebody had seen my post from the very beginning and they hit that moment in their life where they just reached out. Yeah. Right? So it's a it's a long game. It's building relationships, cons- the consistency. You know, I sometimes I feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm putting up content and it's not landing. Nobody's listening. Nobody's watching. But then I'll get a message. Hey, Sam. That post you put up the other day made me cry. Yeah, absolutely. I understand exactly how that felt. 
Yeah. So people are watching, people are listening. They're just waiting for that moment to be ready to be yeah. your client. I had um, one of my mentors tell me this. I don't know if it applies to you and I'd be interested to see how you could explore it. Sometimes when people are a bit resistive to the idea of committing to something like that, mm. um, it's usually due to their own limiting beliefs. And so what usually happens is, and this is one of my mentors said this to me, he said, you know what, Dean? He goes, sometimes you just have to let people make the mistakes and other times you have to, you know, it's like they're drilling a hole through timber and they can't get the drill the whole way through. Once they get the whole way through, that's when the hole, they really feel the hole and that's when they need you most. Yeah. And sometimes they're about three quarters of the way there. And in business, sometimes you just have to put your hand over theirs and help them push it through to make them feel <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's not to say that you, it's to their detriment, it's, it's to their benefit. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're there to help them and you can see where they're going. I want to know how that would apply to you as a bit of a, you know, last topic for, for today. Mm. How would that apply to you? Like, do you, do you see yourself in a situation where you could, you know, I suppose even whether it was hypothetical to them and helping them envision where that would go mm. or whether that's actually helping them get to the place where they hit rock bottom? Is that something that you'd explore or? I would, I don't know about helping them get to the place where they hit rock bottom, but I think they have, it's, and I know uh, a lot of business owners talk about this, it's the pain point, right? Mm. Like getting them to see and recognize their pain point. Like, yeah, I guess I can incorporate a lot more into my messaging. Like if this it keeps going the way it's going, it's going to end up and lead to this place you don't want to be. But sometimes... People just need to feel that get there where it really hurts. And mm. I think how I can incorporate that is to bring that more out. And that's another thing too, it's how vulnerable you are willing to get with yeah. your clients. Like how bad, how far, how deep are you willing to connect with them? And that's definitely a practice. It takes time to learn how to be openly vulnerable. I'd say I am quite a vulnerable person already like in, in my sharing, but to get to that point, I think that really comes down to studying your avatar mm. and really getting to know them and what really hurts them, like what's going to dig into that wound and make it sting. Yeah. Like, so it's really about getting to know your avatar and, that's definitely an area that I need to strengthen is that's, do some more market research around that. That is, and that's where I was going with this point as well, mm. right? And it was more of like an open-ended question because I wanted to come in with this, is doing exercises from a, uh, we do this in sales. Any, you've got two types of salespeople. You've got the ones that read scripts and then you've got the ones that can literally sell sand to Arabs and make them think it's gold, right? <laughs> Um, or ice to Eskimos, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever analogy you want to use, right? Um, they all know this. And that is when you go to your prospective customer and you take them down this journey of what it's going to look like without you. Mm. And so they do this often. And what they do is, is they take you through that journey. They, they start putting these visions in your head and you'll start to see people's eyes wonder. Because now they're starting to, you know, manifest the vision of what will happen when they don't work with you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I wonder how you can apply that sales tactic and apply that to what you're doing as part of maybe even potentially a free session where you go and uncover those deep traumas that people have, where you show them the trauma of the past, where they are now. And if they keep going the way that they're going, this will be your future. And that may be a way for someone to, and it is, it's all emotional. It is what you're doing is emotionally driven sales, right? Mm. Whether they're at the beginning, the middle or the end of the journey of the trauma, you know what I mean? And, and hitting mm. rock bottom or not, it is emotionally driven sales. So how could you, and again, you, what you're doing is to the benefit of others. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm doing this for, because I want to make money. You're doing this because you want to help these women, Right. 
So how could you potentially, you know, include that? Maybe that's an idea, something you could do as part of, you know, a strategy to help them envision what life would look like without your services mm. and based on maybe their history and where they're heading now. That yeah. would require a lot of questions and things like that to really yeah. formulate that outcome. Yeah. But, you know. How oh, that's you... definitely something that I haven't put into the initial sales call, but it is something that gets explored within the first few weeks of us working together. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely could bring that out to the forefront. I think that's a good strategy. Also yeah. a good way to, to work out if your client is coachable too. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So for me, I, I've stopped treating them as sales calls because that feels really yuck to me. Discovery calls. <laughs> Even discovery calls are a bit weird. But I, what do you call it? I want to know. What do you, <laughs> what what do you do call I, them? What do you call them? I actually just treat it as a coaching session. Okay. Yeah, because for me, it's that value exchange. I, I, I want to coach them. I want, to, I want them to have a taste of what it's like to work with me. And I'll tell you what, there is one particular woman who I've been following for a really long time and she almost had me. Mm. And I ended up spending double the amount on the coach I have now. Right? But there's somebody else really well-known in the industry and followed her and I was like, well, I want her energy, I want her magnetism. Mm. And I'd sat in a few of her free online sessions and then halfway through, like it's like, well, I'll tell you my story, tell you my story, tell you my story. And then... Here's the programs that we have. Da, 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 da. Now, the strategy that really worked for me with the coach I ended up hiring and paying double the amount for was actually she literally just coached us. We did a group session. She coached us. I love that. And then at the end, she didn't even make a sale. All she did was she said, if you want to work with me in alchemy, send me a message. I'm not even going to message you. You message me. Bye. Yeah, obviously she wasn't that abrupt on the no, but, <laughs> no, she wasn't off. that abrupt. <laughs> but, but, but you know, the, the principle remains. She didn't actively pursue. She allowed others to come forward because then that meant that they were more qualified for her to speak with them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so that was a strategy that really aligned with me because like, oh, wow, she gave me so much value. She's interested in me as a person, not as yeah. a number to her program and so when we when I ended up messaging her and booking the sales call with her but wasn't really a sales call it was literally like okay so let's do this together what's it going to take okay and really this is an interview she goes not just for you but for me because Mm. I want to know if I align if our energy actually matches because that's another thing too like I said I've had client prospective clients before who were not aligned with my energy. They were actually soul suckers. Yeah. Right? And they weren't coachable. And you really have to figure out who you want to work with. And so it it became, for her, it was just a process of, you know, like I'm not treating this as a sales call. It's more like compatibility. Are you the right client for me? Am I the right coach for you? Yeah. And then that just made it feel so much more authentic. Yeah. And she wasn't, you know, getting her VA to send me messages. She was sending me voice messages. Gotcha. Via text. So I knew that I was speaking to the person and not to a machine or to a someone in the Philippines. I get you. Yeah. And yeah, just make yeah, just made that me being able to spend fifteen thousand dollars so much easier because I knew it was going somewhere to a person who actually values and cares about me. I get you. Mm. Well, we're just about out of time. Is there uh, any sort of final remarks, anything that you'd like to, to leave or say with, with audiences at all? Yeah, there is something that I did have on my mind um, on my drive here. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking a lot about the idea of having a niche. And I know that this is something that most coaches will experience in their first year. Or mm-hmm. some people, there's some people come in knowing exactly who their niche is and that's cool. And some people don't because when you um, get into the coaching world, they always talk about, you know, finding the 1% to work with instead of broadening it and being just a general life coach. Mm. And it can be really confusing for somebody who's just starting out. And I went between being a body positivity coach to now a self-love coach. Mm. So the, be- the best way to figure out your niche and just being, first of all, very mindful that a niche can change many times 
as you continue to attract clients and realize that they all fit into a different profiles like what you think what you thought they fit into didn't initially uh but it's a you are your ideal client from you from three to five years ago who needed help once upon a time that is your ideal client profile yourself first and then do a lot of market research around the people you are attracting in um, create surveys and find out what it is that really is their pain point and that's how you over time develop a better relationship with your avatar and also to define your niche and just being okay with it being mutable and it's going to change over time. I really like this and I'll add on to that as well is that the people that I have been working with uh, over the last few months is they're constantly trying to figure out who they're targeting, what they're doing, and then they're constantly changing as well. My only caveat to that is you can change as much as you like, but I say go out there and do it before you change too much because then you end up changing and not doing anything at all. Yeah. But go out there, experiment, because you know what, there might be something that you least suspect will be your niche or what your focus will be or what you want to do that ends up delivering the best results and it's actually something that you genuinely enjoy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's the action precedes everything else because in the action, that's how you find out what it is, what Correct. it really is. But if you didn't take that action, and you get stuck in this trying to work out every backbone to your business to a T and not go out and actually do the thing that you want to do, you're never going to figure it out. It's you're exactly going to constantly right. be sitting there trying to work out your business for the rest of the year. But go, action precedes everything else. Just go, do the work, it'll come. It, will, it might change and that's okay, but it will come to you. And just not to get so caught up in that. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to this awesome podcast today with Samantha Bunn. Uh, you know, was it, it's a, uh, what type of coach are you again? Self-love and confidence. That's right. <laughs> Self-love and confidence coach, Samantha Bunn. Uh, honestly, I think it was an extraordinary interview. Thank you so much thank for coming by today. Thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome. Guys, if you have questions for me, you have questions for Sam, you can send an email at support at launchday.au. More than welcome. And, you know, I'll either get Samantha, if you ask questions to Samantha, she can respond to you directly. I'll forward the email on to her. If you've got questions for me, I'll either email it or you could ask a question and bring up in the next, the next podcast. And guys, don't forget as well, every single week on Wednesday, we launch one new episode. And if you're a business owner listening and you're going, hey, you know what, I'd love to be on this podcast too. Don't forget to reach out at that same email address. Don't be shy, say hello. We'll see you guys next week. And again, thanks so much for tuning in.